Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Burgundy Network podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and we are here to talk about a little family reunion going on in Charlotte, North Carolina this Sunday. It's time for the holidays, guys, right? Like, it's, right. it's holiday time. Yep. The family's getting back together. The, the old Panthers, the new Panthers, and Washington team with Ron Rivera. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Brian Murphy. And today we have a special guest, Carla Gebhardt from Charlotte. She covers the Panthers and the Hornets for Fox 46. How are you doing today, Carla? I am doing well. It is my off day, one of the few and far between in football season. So I'm enjoying it. But yeah, looking forward to, to talking about the Carolina Panthers on my off day. Yeah, <laughs> sorry to make day. you work. Uh, no, that's off day. Look, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have time any other any other day. So this works perfect. Great. <laughs> so like I said, before we started recording, the Wizards are playing good. Washington's playing, you know, better now. Yeah. We have a huge upset. We got some momentum. And then you've got the Hornets who look good with my guy, Miles Bridges down there. LaMelo Ball's doing some exciting things. And now the Panthers look new and rejuvenated. So we have no idea what to expect with this game. And that leads me to our sponsor of the show. One of the hardest things with sports betting is unpredictability. And this weekend, I have no idea what's going to happen. So I'm not touching it with my money <laughs> at all. So Smart. our sponsor of the show is Bet Online, who is the fastest and easiest way to place all of your sports bets with a new interface on your desktop and mobile device, all you have to do is sign up today to get in all the action, whether it's basketball, football, NHL, even UFC and boxing fights. They have everything set for you. All you have to do is use the promo code BELIEVE50, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to get in on all the action, because you never know. There could be an upset. Camden could look terrible. Washington could look like they're hitting the stride in the second half. You just never know what's going to happen. So, Carla, the first thing I want to talk to you about was, of course, the biggest news, Cam Newton. And as a Panthers fan, you've got to feel excited because I watched him after the game against the Cardinals, which, you know, they're banged up, but still it's a good team win. He's like running around the outside, high-fiving all the fans, just like, you know, the whole I'm back thing. What's the energy really like right now with Cam Newton coming back? If it got any higher right now, I think the city would completely crumble right now. I think fans are so excited for this Sunday, especially, you know, just the whole storyline like this, like everybody keeps talking about, like you can't write this, right? To For him to come back at home, it's against his old coach. I mean, Taylor Heineke was the backup for him back in Carolina for a little bit. Like it's just so cool, all the connections. I called it Carolinaception earlier this week um, just because it feels so crazy. But yeah, I mean, it is – People are so excited. I can't explain to you how a week ago, uh, all of my coworkers and, and myself, we were like singing the blues, digging our own grave because we thought the season was over. Um, I think we really felt that when we lost to the Giants earlier this season and rightfully so. But then, of course, losing to the Patriots, bouncing, you know, back in with a win of the Falcons. But it's the Falcons, right? So yeah. you're not going to brag about that. But, yeah, just this win, what it took. And, I mean, it really was a full team effort. Like Cam brought the energy, which, I mean, I've – 
so many players on the sideline too. Like you just saw them almost come to life and they haven't been like that at all this season. So from the players to the fans, the excitement is just off char- off the charts this week. Yeah, you, you mentioned the players' energy and from a fantasy football standpoint, Robbie Anderson's been irrelevant pretty much all season long. And then finally he finds the end zone. Do you really get that feel of like, the relationship and like the kind of connection, like that rhythm didn't really go away, even though like he wasn't on the field a ton, like PJ Walker played a good bit of the game, but still he had some plays with Cam. Like, did it seem like that whole connection and rhythm didn't really go away and it was still there? Yeah. I mean, the Carolina Panthers, if you think about it, they're one of the youngest, if not the youngest team in in the league right now. And I think everybody's just, I mean, we've got, we've got leaders, veteran presence especially on the defensive side but you know everybody's kind of really was really craving someone to look up to I think and and Sam Darnold just did not provide that um there's so many things I could say about that um we can talk about that a little bit later but yeah just he didn't provide that for the team and I think you know I think Robbie I think DJ all of them they've all looked up to Cam right like they were younger when he was taking over the league and and now they're getting to play with him and yeah Cam's not the player that that he was back in 2015 but he is still a leader uh and he knows how to you know he he uses the word accountability since he got here just about seven days ago so that's kind of what he wants to 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 be known for I think this time around and and I think that that's why the players are responding so well and you talk about Robbie Anderson my husband's been so upset about this because he had him in fantasy and then he dropped him this week as I'm sure a lot of people did and then of course he you know actually had a pretty good game (laughs) yeah I saw that that Cam was leading them in the huddle, and it was like, you know, in any other circumstance, a quarterback that signed that week would never be leading guys in the huddle. So I thought that was really cool and obvious what it was doing for the team. As far as the offense, is it going to be similar to what we saw with Cam Newton in the past and Christian McCaffrey, or is Joe Brady going to tweak it a little to his system, a little bit of both? I mean, what's that going to look like uh, on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us are kind of still waiting a little bit to see. I think a lot of it's dependent on how much Cam got caught up on the playbook, and I'm sure that he put in the work to do that. I mean, even Coach Rule said today that they're, you know, in the best coach speak way that he could said that they're trending for Cam Newton to start. Right. We all know Cam Newton's going to start because if oh, he yeah. doesn't, he's going to, like, get booed out of Carolina, <laughs> out of Bank of America Stadium on Sunday. But, yeah, I mean, there's just so many so many storylines with this. The offense, though, I mean, I think they're going to try to establish the ground game, right? Christian McCaffrey and, you know, Cam's comeback game against the Cardinals, that kind of got overlooked just how well he actually did play. Christian had a great game, um, a lot of energy from him that I haven't seen, you know, this season too, mainly because he's been injured. But, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to establish that, and then they're going to see, you know, as long as they can keep good field position, flipping the field, that's what we've struggled with a lot earlier in the season as long as they can do that get in the red zone I think we're going to be fine that's Cam Newton's bread and butter is being able to score when you're that close um I it's hard to say I don't know if we'll see PJ Walker in this week or not again I think it's just all dependent on how on how Cam does Matt Rule said today that he you know didn't see any problems with his throwing game um, which I think that's probably the biggest question, right? We all know Cam can move. We all know that yeah. that he can run, but it's, you know, what his arms done because that that was the biggest hit that he had in all those injuries and why he ended up leaving the Carolina Panthers for a little bit and no team, you know, really wanted him there for a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I think – I think we'll see him in there the majority of the game, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we, if we did see PJ maybe just a little bit. So we'll just have to see. 
And you you mentioned Cam Newton, like how he's, you know, he does so well in the red zone. I feel like Sam Darnold actually did that too. And he showed that earlier in the season with, you know, like I said, red zone opportunities, using his feet to punch it in from close in the red zone. What do you think really changed over the last few, you know, weeks after that great, like what, 3-0 start for Sam Darnold that kind of just went down? Was it like the competition? Was it something else kind of just unfolding of like, this is who Sam Darnold really is. And you kind of found that out more as the season went on. Right. I mean, I, just this last week against Carolina, I mean, excuse me, against the Cardinals, our offensive line has struggled a lot. They've had a, like seven different rotations of guys at the offensive line. So they've been trying to figure it out. So I think Sam just took a little too many hits back there. And I think because of that, it worked on his confidence. And I think he's just I don't know, just based off what, you know, kind of, and I'm obviously basing a lot of this off what I see off the field too, but just, you know, how he is, his presence, you can just tell that his confidence is, is has taken a hit. And he's not one of those guys, I think, that can easily pull himself out of that hole once he's in there, which I think is probably what ended up happening with the Jets as well. And then, you know, I mean, everybody talked about Sam Darnold and and how bad he was with the Jets. So when he started playing a little bit bad here, everybody started doing it too. And so, I mean, I'm sure that has to, you know, it does, you can say it doesn't, but I sure, I'm sure it affected him on the field too. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, sticking with the quarterbacks, I mean, just what does that look like moving forward? I mean, I know we have the rest of the season, you know, with Cam probably, but like moving forward into the future, into next year, I mean, what is, what does the quarterback situation look like? I mean, because as Washington fans, we know what a quarterback carousel looks like, but do you have any idea how that's going to play out down the line for Matt Rule? I mean, it's all going to be dependent on money, right? I mean, Scott Fitter, depending on how the rest of the season goes, our GM Scott Fitter is going to have a lot of decisions to make. I mean, P.J. Walker, I think his contract is up at the end of the year, so they're going to have to decide if they want to stick with him as the true backup. Sam Darnold, they are, you know, they they paid him so much, right. so you almost like don't want to see him. I mean, I'm sure fans want to see him go, but like you know, you, from a financial standpoint, you don't want to see him go right after the season. He's on IR right now. Um, when he comes off that, I really, I, I have no idea how this is going to look. It's all going to be dependent on Cam Newton and what he actually is able to do for this team. They, we need a game manager of some sort. I mean, a Cam can do special things, but if he can manage the game and and make sure we have good field position, I mean, our defense is so good right now that it's really kind of carried our team. So as long as he can do that and, I mean, again, if Cam is good and they already paid Cam all this money this season to get him back as well, they're going to have to pay him again to get him to stay. So all of this is going to come down down to to financial decisions, and um, they've got a lot of decisions to make at the end of the season. Yeah, we know Washington, they need a quarterback. <laughs> like our, yeah. our quarterback situation is bad, but I think about the Panthers, like paying Cam Newton, paying the guy mm-hmm. who replaced cam newton and then the guy who replaced him it's just yeah. it's not good like i said from a financial standpoint like matt rule i love matt rule talked to him a good bit at the senior bowl this past year um just one of those coaches you want to play for but just not really a good situation to get into so i think it's just going to take a little bit of time for him to find his guy you know he had uh mac jones at the senior bowl loved him spoke really high of him i had a question for you because i love mac jones obviously as you can tell he's <laughs> Alabama fan. the play with brian burns do you think that was a dirty play i want your mm. honest take on that because i've seen a lot of stuff on twitter on it and i, I, I want to like stay that. out of it because i, I can't like be that. biased 
Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting with that. If you ask any Carolina Panther fan right now, they would say absolutely a dirty play. Um, But I actually have a coworker who works on our black and blue kickoff live show every Sunday um, on Fox Charlotte. And his, he's a former uh, defensive end for the Panthers. He played 10 year NFL vet and he watched it. And I kind of thought this too, but it was kind of one of those opinions. Like I'm not really going to say, cause like, I don't know, but like when you go back and watch the, I've seen players twist ankles and I mean like you they don't if there's no like questioning if they do or not like they crank it I kind of feel like he definitely held him but I think it was to probably hold him so that he didn't affect the rest of the play I don't necessarily know if he like twisted it and Al Wallace the former uh, NFL vet agreed with that actually and kind of made that point on air that he he didn't you know he kind of saw it as whining a little bit from Brian Burns and and the rest of the defense so um, I kind of agree with him there Um, now, Matt, I forget what Matt Jones ended up saying. He said that he didn't he didn't really see what was going on or something. Well, you can clearly tell that he knows what's going on. Like he's just trying to avoid Brian Burns from affecting the rest of the play. Yeah, to me, it kind of looked like Burns was trying to spin out of his grasp, and that was kind of yeah. what did it. Not to yeah. blame him for it, but that's kind of I thought what led to the the twisting. Accusation. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going so fast, right? And somebody's tugging and you probably want to yeah. avoid like any knee tweak or something like that. I, I did think that it was funny that Brian Burns said happy hunting to, yeah. to the rest of the court, uh, the pass rushers out there. I thought that was a good line for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying like, there's a lot that goes on in those piles. Like when there's a fumble and stuff, there's eye oh, pokes yeah. and stuff like that, that you don't get to see on camera, but I just, I just, <laughs> appreciate here. Your yeah. yeah. um, so speaking of quarterbacks, you talked about how Heineke was there. We, we remember, I think it was like a commercial with the Bojangles, like with uh, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke and Cam Newton, all just sitting on the field at the same time, just kind of talking. What was it like really with all three of them there at the same time? And how has it really, you know, as they progress in their careers, you know, Kyle Allen, you know, Ben Hurd, he's our backup. And now, Taylor Heineke turning into like this hit or miss kind of quarterback. You know, he went to the XFL like PJ Walker did. And now he looks like he could, you know, be a serviceable starting quarterback. How impressed are you just with those guys and, you know, going their separate ways and just how much they've really transformed from when they were in Carolina? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, Kyle Allen, of course, but, but Taylor Heineke, I mean, I've been at following him since he was at old dominion. I mean, gosh, he played Georgia Southern when, right. when we yeah. were there, Brian, and yeah. um, they almost beat us in the quarterfinals. Back, uh, I think yeah. back-to-back years, wasn't it? I think they played each other back-to-back years. He got a big years. numbers. Like he beat yeah. 10. Yeah. So. <laughs> he was very, very, very good. Um, and yeah, so um, we've just kind of like followed him through throughout everything. I think he, I mean, he's definitely shown flashes of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. There's no doubt there. But I think he's a great, a wonderful backup quarterback in the NFL. So, and, that, and that's kind of like what I would would say for him right now. But again, he's getting a lot of opportunities and he has the last couple of years. And I think that's been helpful. You know, you think about backup quarterbacks and I would say this about P.J. Walker as well. They don't get all the reps and that makes a huge difference when you're in the game. And that's why you usually see backups get better as they get playing time because they're actually you know with the ones and the twos and um in practice and then and then the game reps that's just totally different than practice too yeah that's a that's a great point I was just thinking about that like it's got to be such a hard job to as a backup quarterback you have to be absolutely ready because you have to go in at any point but you're not going to get any preparation throughout the week for when you might have to go in that's that's a great point yeah yeah for sure you've got to do what you can in the background studying the tapes 
right. looking over the playbooks and stuff like that. Um, but you mentioned the defense, and this is not a good defense for Taylor Heineke to want to impress against um, <laughs> nope. Ben yeah. Stout. So, like we mentioned, Brian Burns, he's kind of mad coming back from his uh, ankle injury, which he's fine, I think. Um, but then guys like Shaq Thompson and Jeremy Shin, um, you, you know these big-name guys. Obviously, y'all try to make some splashes with signing uh, Gilmore. Um bringing that over, kind of going all in, and then didn't really turn out too well record-wise. But still, you can see his presence with his interceptions and limited snaps. But who would be like the under-the-radar guy that doesn't get enough credit on this defense that you really watch every single week? And you're like, man, that guy just shows up every single week for us. Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably two at least from the list that you mentioned, and that's Hassan Reddick, which is on the other side of Brian Burns right now. He has been like a sack master this yeah. season. He's leading the NFL in sacks right now, I believe, and also leading on the team, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, he's been so good. He was kind of under the radar coming into the season. I don't think people really see him as an under-the-radar player right this second, but definitely coming in because he came from the Cardinals where he just really didn't have a good outing with them but he has been a phenomenal for this defense he's getting to quarterbacks so quickly uh Taylor Heineke probably going to get hit by him at least once this week um and then I would say Dante Jackson I mean all the DBs are so fast they're so athletic but he has really um he was injured a lot last season with uh toe turf um and so obviously, you know, that's like a very painful injury, but we didn't really get it. We kind of saw like it was like hit or miss with him, like being in games and then having to leave a little bit. But he has been so good. He is so quick. And you can just tell like really the whole defensive side of this ball. They are smart and they're fast. And I mean, that's why they're one of the best defenses in the league right now. Yeah, you can tell Matt Rule really wants to center this team around the defense because that's what they say. Like defense wins championships. One guy that I remember from the senior bowl was Keith Taylor Jr. Uh, stood out lengthy corner, just a physical guy. I've really wanted him or St. Juice. Obviously we got St. Juice and y'all got Keith Taylor. How has he looked just from my personal, I haven't watched too much of him this season. Um, but like I said, he was just one of the guys I followed when he was at Washington. Has he you know, stood out to you this year? Has he really impressed you as a rookie? Yeah, I mean, I think every game you're starting to hear his name a little bit more. I mean, he's he's at cer certain points in the season led in tackles in the game, too. And so he's definitely made a presence on that side of the ball. And and yeah, I definitely would say he's probably under the radar. He's he's young, you know, but he's definitely coming along on this defense. And and there are so many big names on the defensive side. So the, those guys, you know, some of them really do kind of get lost in the mix usually. Yeah, it's easy to get overlooked, but one guy who does not get overlooked and you talked about earlier was Christian McCaffrey. You know, he can't <laughs> fight that injury bug all season yeah. long, but when he comes back, he's effective. Like you said, 13 carries, 95 yards, 10 catches, and 66 yards last week against the Cardinals. Is there any kind of limited workload for McCaffrey right now, or is it kind of just like, hey, we need you, just play as much as you can, because that's what you always do? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what they did at the beginning of the season, which did not work out very well. But I have an interesting take on all of this. I mean, we saw like him celebrating Cam's touchdown in the end zone. Like he has a different – like Chris McCaffrey is very straight-laced player. Like mm -hmm. he works very hard. He is very good. But like he's straight-laced like all the way around. And so like just to see him like kind of dancing in the end zone um, – I think, honestly, I think his injuries, knock on wood, are going to be better throughout the season if Cam is on this team because he doesn't have to be – like, he is the guy, you know, but he doesn't have to be the guy, like, in all the headlines and all of that because, you know, like – and I think that kind of alleviates the pressure there. Um, but, yeah, he's he's a workhorse, right? And he's 
I think going forward, they are going to try to limit his his snaps a little bit. They've had a better rotation with Royce Freeman and, and Chuba Hubbard going in there. And Chuba Hubbard's been getting a lot better throughout the season as well. So they definitely have a rotation that's kind of alleviate even more pressure off that. So that's really good. Um, but yeah, I think it will be interesting though, because they tried to take him out of the game toward the end with the Cardinals and he ended up sneaking back in for a couple of snaps. So he's kind of one of those players that you got to keep your eye on and be like, okay, dude, like we don't need you the rest of the game. You can sit down, Probably. relax. It's going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought I saw a tweet that he was upset that he had to go to the blue medical tent or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, so, okay. So you, you mentioned that, that Carolina, you guys felt like they were dead in the water and then all of a sudden they get this big win, obviously with Cam. And now all of a sudden they're five and five Tampa Bay loses to Washington. They're six and three. I mean, they're only a game back in the, the win column. Does Carolina feel like it's not just like Cam Newton for notoriety and, and for, you know, the headlines, Do they feel like they can make a little run here, especially with two games left against the Bucks. Well, I mean, we have hope right now with Cam on the team, and I think that says a lot for this team. I think, you know, I think they definitely have the ability, um, like every team in the NFL, but just having kind of like that galvanized locker room from his presence, I really do. I mean, we we faced y'all this weekend, which is, again, who knows? There's, you know, that's like a, a almost a rivalry game yeah. at this point in the season. But, yeah, and then we go to Miami after that. So there's several winnable games we played Tampa Bay though at the end of the season twice within I think like three weeks of each other. So that's going to be really tough. They're going to need to at least win one of those matchups, I think to, to kind of secure that. But I I definitely think there's hope right now um, just especially with how the NFC is kind of shaking out overall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we kind of showed the blueprint, like play good defense and their secondary, you know, they're, they're on like third and fourth string guys for Tampa Bay in the secondary. And so if you can get DJ Moore going, Robbie Anderson going, like I think y'all would actually have like a legit shot with the kind of defense that y'all play, like a hard-nosed physical turnover defense. Which is crazy that we're talking about that right now because, again, it did not feel like this yeah. a week ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what an up-and-down season to start 3-0 and and then lose, what, four in a row? I mean, it, it feels like such a roller coaster. I guess, I mean, us Washington fans were used to that because that's an every season type <laughs> thing. But so welcome to the roller coaster, I guess. Right. But but just speaking about how similar these teams are, obviously, uh, you know, we haven't even really talked about Ron Rivera and the fact that he's coming back. And I think he's, you know, no offense to Ron Rivera. I think he's getting outshadowed by Cam Newton, how exciting that is. But what does that look like for Ron Rivera coming back to Carolina where he spent all those years? And what's the... What's the tone there about him coming back to Charlotte? Yeah, I mean, I think people are excited about Cam, but I think that 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 Carol, if you're a passionate uh, Carolina Panther fan, you obviously think about Ron Rivera. An article was just released in the city here today about how much he was really even even more so than Cam looked at as the face of the city. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a huge welcome back for him. And and really, anytime you bring up Ron Rivera's name here, there's there's no hard feelings, obviously, and everybody just still kind of harps on how much. They loved him. So I, I know that there's going to be, well, first of all, the tickets went, you know, obviously with Cam coming back, there's going to be a lot more people than there have been all season. So it's going to be a very fun atmosphere and, and definitely kind of a bittersweet moment to, to have them um, back together again. Yeah, I was listening to Ron today, and of course, our media was like kind of poking, like, "Oh, are you bitter about going home? Like they fired you?" And he's like, "No, like I love that city. I love the people there. Like I gave my all. Like I tried my hardest, and it just didn't work out. And like now, 
we're two different places in our lives essentially it's just like a relationship like a healthy breakup in a way yeah um, so it's just it was interesting but i heard something else this past week that kind of made me scratch my head i don't know if you heard it or not but ian rapaport was talking about how cam newton's decision coming back to carolina and you know after his time in new england how important it was for him to have a direct communication with the head coach this time around because he got that from bill belichick but he didn't get that the first time he was in Carolina, you know, with Ron Rivera, he didn't say exclusively Ron yeah, Rivera, connect but the dots. Head coach. right? Yeah. So I don't know if you heard that or not, but like to me, it, it was just kind of confused, like for him to say that he didn't have like a clear communication, like when things went bad, he didn't have a voice. Did you, but does that like confuse you? Like, did it really not have that feel? Is that like kind of cam just like, well, you know, I got released and now I'm back and I can look better than I did before in a way. Yeah, I mean, I I did not hear that. So that is kind of an interesting comment. But yeah, I that is a little bit surprising that he wouldn't have, you know, because Ron kind of comes across as a, you know, players coach yeah. type guy. Yeah, so um, that is interesting. But also, I mean, Cam's talked a lot about just him coming back and how much kind of self-reflection he's done. I mean, he was like a lot younger back then too, you know, so maybe that had a little bit to do with it. And, um, you know, I think he's matured in a lot of ways. It, it seems like, I mean, he's still the same Cam, right? Like the players are like, yeah, he's still the same, the same player and the same person in the locker room. But I do think like some maturity has come there. So who knows on, on what side that, that was, but I, I do find that maybe a little bit shocking. Yeah, to me, I was just like, it didn't sound like Ron yeah. Rivera at all. It was kind of like a Cam Newton. This is his redemption. Like, this is his second like act to come back into the NFL. And he's like, yeah, before like it ended like this, you know, with the whole like getting released kind of thing. Like, it just didn't work out. But now, like, this is my chance to like kind of bring back and write the story how I want to in a way. So that's what it kind of felt like. What were you gonna say, Brian? I would say so. so remind, I mean, like with Cam Newton being released, was it money and at the first time, or like was his contract? I can't even remember how he how it ended in Carolina. As far as contract, I'm not sure, but I just know that it kind of ended like that was like a big question when he came back. Was like were all the grievances with the new coaching staff because Matt Rule and company had all come in. Right. Um, they still had uh, Marty Herney as the GM at the time, um, but I think it was just not jiving well I don't know again on whose side of that was but I mean obviously if you've been I mean Cam Newton is also like when you think of Carolina Panther sure nation you think yeah. of Cam Newton for like that's the first player that you think of and then when Matt Rule came in you know Matt Rule's always talked about having a certain identity and, and really wanting to kind of rebuild he keeps using like rebuild well it's not I mean the Panthers haven't been like wonderful throughout, you know, their franchise's history, but it's not like they've been terrible either. So, you know, with Cam and then him wanting to rebuild something that those narratives don't usually work together that well. And so I think there were some, it seems like there were some hard feelings between rule and the staff and Cam and, and kind of how all that went down initially, which is why I think he ended up getting released. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say real quick. I just I, I think it's big that they were able to re reach back out to him, realize you know what we're hurting for a quarterback. You're not on a team right now. Let's just put it behind each other and make it happen. So yeah. kudos to them. Yeah, and we had kind of talked about it happening, and everybody was like, "That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen." Especially oh. when you hear Matt Rule and how I mean he he definitely likes to 
be over every decision that kind of goes on, you know, and he's just like one of those coaches. That's not a bad thing. That's just kind of who he is. And so, yeah, for them to, you know, kind of take a step back and and not let pride get in the way of that. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and for Cam to kind of handle that the way he did and coming back and yeah, it's, it's been a good thing so far. And I think the, like the respect was there on both sides. Like they mentioned how Gilmore requested to have number one when he first came in, like, no, that's not going to happen like that. Nope. That's, just, that's <laughs> like a sicker number. Like, even though he's not here anymore, like, and that wasn't, it didn't even seem like that was an option. Like at the time, like that Cam would come back. So it just it'll like get a, retired here one day. I don't think anybody wants sure, to touch. Sure. Yeah. Nobody then, wants to touch that number. <laughs> but then you can just tell like, he, like in the uh, press conference, Cam was like, there's just something I've wanted to say for a long time. You like keep pounding. Like you can mm-hmm. tell like, this is where he wanted to be. Like, I don't think he would have been, yes, he would have been the same kind of player somewhere else, but it wouldn't have like that same feel. Now from a game standpoint, do you think there's really an advantage that Ron Rivera has, you know, going against a Cam Newton led offense that he really knows about or do you think joe brady is that different in a way to you don't really know what to expect um i mean i think he'll know what cam is and his decision making they worked together for a very long time joe brady i mean honestly has been in question a lot this season too for kind of how he's run things and uh, i mean he's known for like a passing offense right and we're trying to establish the run right now so that's kind of conflicting um to at the moment um again that worked out well last week but it'll be interesting to kind of see what Joe Brady does and, and just how Rivera, you know, kind of handles cam cam being back. And yeah, it'll be very interesting. I can't wait to see the first couple of, of series. <laughs> I thought it was kind of interesting. A, a similar scenario last week was the Falcons versus the Cowboys was Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator was Matt Ryan's former head coach. And I don't know if it really played a part in it or not, but Dan Quinn shut down his quarterback. And I, I don't know that that'll happen again, but it is interesting. Like, you know, you're around a guy for so long, for so many years, you know, his tendencies. Uh, but you got to think that Cam Newton might know a little bit about what Ron Rivera wants to do on defense, too. So it will be a, an interesting chess match, kind of how they feel each other out and kind of see what which, which each other's doing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I said, definitely. this is very unpredictable. I have no clue how this game's gonna go. It could be a blowout, it could tie. Like you just you don't know. Cam Newton can play limited snaps. I think he goes full blown. Um, so with that said, like <laughs> we don't do predictions here, Carlo. We do Monday headlines. So my question for you is when you're you know talking about this game on Monday or you're you know reading the paper, or you're online, what's the main headline gonna say about this game Monday morning? Mm, gosh. Cam Newton's actually back. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little. I mean, you can say he's win, back, right? but yeah. What'd yeah. you say? Is that is that seed planning a win, or he just looked really good in a loss? Uh, <laughs> no, he, he definitely won. Yeah. Okay, Brian, what would you uh, say your your prediction for the Monday headline? Yeah, I don't know about the exact headline, but I just I think Cam Newton takes it to his his former head coach. I think that that's the difference. I feel like he's he's motivated and uh it's just it's it's like carla said it's just kind of like the perfect storm for that working out that way for it to be most likely like we said his first start against his former coach it just kind of literally writes itself for for cam to have a huge game and a, a big homecoming I will yes. say we haven't played good at home this year at all. So that is a big thing to keep your eye on. But also again, we have Cam Newton back. Yeah. So 
Yeah, home's gonna all, look a little all different. Tides change. <laughs> all, all those <laughs> one jerseys. I mean, I'm sure there are still one jerseys, but they're gonna be a lot more one jerseys. I'm sure there on Sunday. Yeah, yeah it's funny because it seems like every single game this season has had some kind of emotional ties for us. Whether it's Heineke going back to Atlanta or like you know the Bucks, like the playoff redemption game, like the magical moment. Can he redo it? And he did. So I just feel like there's momentum in completely different ways coming into this game. I think it is going to be like an exciting lower scoring game. Um, I think yeah. we're just really banged up here in Washington. I mean, we're talking about like Logan Thomas, obviously Chase and Sweater out are two top edge guys. Like we just don't know what the depth and stuff looks like, which could, you know, it's not good when you have a running quarterback and a Christian McCaffrey. So I hate to say it, but I think Panthers win this slightly close, like a three point game, just cause you know, Cam Newton is back and it is at home. I think the atmosphere is just going to be amazing. We have a lot of Washington fans in North Carolina, by the way. And we have a, a lot, lot of everybody's fans here in North yeah. Carolina. That's been a big thing this season. We've had a lot of like vis- like visitors teams in Same. the stadium, like almost a takeover. It's been a little embarrassing. I don't think that will happen this week, but yeah, we'll see how that is yeah. going forward. We've had that a lot. It's been a big story here, but Carla, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah. And guys, we will be back to talk about this. Brian's going out of the country to see some family. So I'll be back yes. this week to hopefully talk about a win. But guys, appreciate y'all tuning in. Like I said, it's the Burgundy Network Podcast presented by Bet Online. Let's go, Washington. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.